Hi, this is Guardian Australia Reads. I'm Jane Lee. Every week, we ask Guardian Australia's editors what their favourite articles are, and then we read them aloud for you. Today, we visit a uniquely Australian conspiracy theory and meet the people insisting that the Tasmanian tiger still exists. Rosemary Bolger is Guardian Australia's assistant news editor. Rosemary, why do you think people want to believe the Tasmanian tiger still exists? I think people want to believe that the Tasmanian tiger still exists because the extinction of this animal is almost like a a stain on Australia. I lived in Tasmania for a few years and it's surprising how often it comes up. And I think there's a real sense of regret and, you know, it's a symbol of how we should not treat native animals. I suppose the other thing is this creature, it's special and it has really fired the imagination of people. There are lots of stories about the thylacine And so, yeah, it just seems to have inspired these myths. But then for some people, it's not a myth. It's a very real search and a very big part of their lives. At the time, we commissioned Gary to look into the people that were on this mission to find the Tasmanian tiger. There'd been hype around a potential sighting. And I don't think it's too much of a spoiler alert to say it didn't turn out to be a Tasmanian tiger But, you know, what he found out about the people involved in this case was even more interesting. Let's hear it. This is Tasmanian Tiger Devotees Feed Australia's Guilty Obsession with a Deliberate Extinction by Gary Nunn. They regularly post bags full of scat to biology professors for testing. They spend their life savings on expensive camera equipment trying to capture one creature and create active social groups, which have broken into warring rival factions. One has spent half a century of his life on the quest, and they're on the plane down to Tasmania even more than Jackie Lambie. What makes people so fixated on trying to prove the thylacine, also known as the Tasmanian tiger and last spotted in 1936, isn't extinct? One thing's certain, their disappointment in February, when wildlife expert Nick Mooney dashed hopes of the thylacine awareness group by declaring new pictures, allegedly depicting a family of three thylacines, or in fact most likely of paddy melons, will not deter them one iota. Australia has lost more species of mammal than any other continent. It's the dubious world leader in extinction, But the thylacine seems to beguile and be sought more than any other. With some that week choking up and declaring they've been waiting for this their whole life. John Pickerel, wildlife writer and author of the book Flames of Extinction, tells Guardian Australia the appeal may lie in the combination of the thylacine's uniqueness and our guilt. It was the only large marsupial carnivore that lived to the modern day. There's nothing else like it alive in the world, he says. It's an unusual extinct animal because it was around recently enough to be captured in photography and film footage, which is really enigmatic, evocative, and sad. And it went extinct on our watch through deliberate persecution. So there's a sense of responsibility for its loss. 
Features making it unusual include the fact it could hop, looked uncannily like a dog, and females had a rear-facing pouch for joeys. These distinct aspects have combined to create an obsession. Scores of people are dedicating their lives to the mission of finding one alive. For Tazzy Tiger Hunter and school teacher Murray McAllister, age 60, from Dandenong in Melbourne Southeast, there are two facets love of the uniquely Australian animal and human connection. He says, This persecuted and poisoned animal is part of our unique culture and heritage. McAllister has spent 20 years and two major expeditions on the quest. And his ultimate goal, after claiming to have last seen one in 2010, is to catch one and build a cage around it. The need some feel to atone germinates a perceived opportunity for redemption. Humans initially, ignorantly and irrationally feared the tiger-like creature, believing it to be a danger to them and their sheep. They killed or trapped it, and eventually, a government bounty was put on its head, ushering in its extinction. Today, people want to trap it for different reasons. McAllister still has cameras set up in the bush. He's built a website and hopes to obtain pictures to release in a book. On the false alert in February, he says, I get disappointed if it's not me. I'm crossing my fingers wanting it to be me. Each time you go back, you say, I hope this is the time. After over 80 years of unproven sightings, I'd love to be the one to prove all the knockers wrong. For Tasmanian tiger devotees, this is a treasure hunt that enlivens all their senses. With claims they've heard its unique call, smelt its pungent scent, touched its excrement, or the jackpot, seen it with their own eyes. For McAllister, there's also a personal motivation. It gives me a sense of purpose, he says. I meet fascinating people I'd never have otherwise met, like old Cole Bailey, who spent 50 years on this. They've become lifelong friends, put me up in accommodation, and shared their own journey. The sense of community, though, is sometimes split by competitiveness. McAllister says, There are those who burnt bridges with their own egos and agendas. Cameras and footage get stolen. Notes, ideas, and anecdotes get plagiarized. He says, people use you as a stepping stone, claiming this most recent phony sighting is a PR exercise to promote an upcoming Screen Australia documentary about the cashed-up and commercial thylacine awareness group. For that reason, he says, he sits on his own research for at least 18 months before publishing it. Guardian Australia contacted the thylacine awareness group, but... They did not respond before deadline when this article was first published. The now mythical creature has been elevated to legendary status with a whole suite of merchandise promoting it. Not all thylacine devotees are happy about the fever pitch these quests have now reached. Wade Francis, 
who runs the Thylacine Open Debate and Discussion Facebook page, says, Too many people without a scientific approach are turning what was a real animal into a joke subject like Bigfoot. And the Twittersphere has indeed had its fun at this most recent alleged sighting. Ecology professor Bill Lawrence from James Cook University often has excited people contacting him with alleged sightings. He says, In hearing the compelling detail and level of sincerity of people who contact me, it shows there's lots of people desperate for it to still be alive. Part of it is the elusiveness and mystery of bringing an animal consigned to oblivion back from the dead. He thinks, There's an excitement with discovering a Lazarus species, like the night parrot. But he also thinks people convince themselves. Descriptions they've read creep into their mind. He'd also dearly love for the famed Tasmanian tiger to be found alive. But the chances of that happening, he says, vanishingly small, I'm afraid. That was Tasmanian tiger devotees feed Australia's guilty obsession with a deliberate extinction by Gary Nunn. To see photos of real Tasmanian tigers and to read the article, go to the Guardian Australia website. This episode was produced by Daniel Simo, Alison Chan and Camilla Hannan. The reader was Shaka Cook. I'm Jane Lee. See you next time.